Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Fizz Beyond Carbonated Water. Introducing the Infizz Fusion by Sage. Carbonate a refreshing strawberry wine cooler or a homemade lemonade like never before. Infizz. And release. Infizz your flavour. Sage, the Infizz Fusion Carbonator, available in a range of Lux colours, exclusively at John Lewis. This podcast may contain some strong language and adult themes. Oh, hello, and welcome to Dish from Waitrose. I am Nick Grimshaw. And I'm Angela Hartnett. And we are here together around the dish table to have a bit of food, welcome a guest, a bit of cooking. <laughs> I saw that Florence Pugh off of Hollywood movies oh. likes to post when she's cooking and says, just having a chop, chat and cook. And today's guest joining us for a chop and a chat, mainly just chat, no chopping, is an astonishing woman, someone I'm really excited about meeting. And we've not had anyone like this before on Dish, have we? No, totally no. different. Her name is Maggie Adderin Pocock, and she is a professional stargazer. Mm. And you know, it was something that she just loved as a kid, like she just fell in love with it from her yeah. bedroom window in London and then was like, wow, I'm really interested in the stars, going to make that my career. Yeah. Amazing. I got really into her book. Yeah, it's fantastic. I read the book the other Sunday. Mm. I got back to London, I'd been away and Mish had fallen down the stairs. Oh gosh. He'd managed to fall forwards, banging his head on a door frame and then backwards ricocheting off it and banging mm. the back. So I was like, I think we need to go to the hospital because you've got a massive cut on your yeah. head. And he's like, I think I'm fine. <laughs> I was like, let's just go. So we went to A&E yeah. and I sat in A&E and read uh, Maggie Adderin Pocock's stargazing book. <laughs> and I was, I was, and I took a pen and I was like, let me like Making highlight the interesting and bits. Stuff, and yeah. I was, I was desperate for a doctor to yeah. notice. <laughs> and did I they? I was really like, oh. oh yes, here I am. Just reading a scientist's book. Uh-uh. Um, but they didn't even uh, notice. It's yeah. like they had lives to save. Yeah. So Maggie's going to be in to talk about that book. And before she gets here, because I will say this to her, but I n- never thought I'd be able to sit and read a book by someone that studied physics at Imperial. Yeah. and enjoy it. And I did. Well, I got about 80% of it. Well done. And there was bits I really didn't. Um, but you <laughs> know, lots. nice try. Yeah. Um, so Maggie's on the way. What are we having with We're Maggie We're having today? a spiced lamb and plum tagine. Okay, delicious. Yeah. Do you make tagine? I do, yeah. And I always uh, try it out. <laughs> it's always, <laughs> I always ruin the meat, so to be discussed. Marvellous. Um, all right, let's see who has been in touch this week. We have an email from Katie, who's been on. Katie Ward, knee Hewlett. Katie's been on to say, Hi, Andrew and Nick. I thought I'd reminisce with Angela about a scandalous cooking-based story from our school days together. So you went to school with Katie? Yeah, she was a couple of years younger than me, yeah. Uh, she says, My sister Fee won the Victoria Sponge competition at the Sacred Art 1985 Summer Fate with a spectacular bake. <laughs> Rising higher than any other cake ever had. When our home economics teacher, Mrs. Staples, asked what her secret was, she said that it was just double sifting, Mm. when in fact she had totally cheated and used a packet mix. 
scandal. Packet mix. Packet wow. mix. So, Angela, is it time after 40 years of living this lie that my sister should admit this and return the <laughs> five pounds book voucher? I mean, that actually is a scandal. That is a scandal. That but is Mrs. a scandal. Staples, I, know. I know. Mrs. Staples being like, wow, it's delicious. Yeah. Double, double. I bet there were quite a few of those things that went on like that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a few packets were used. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. not on the same level, but sometimes if I get a dessert from, you know, Waitrose or Mince Pies or something, I just like shake the box a bit so it looks a bit bashed so it, it looks, looks like, like you've, you've made done it, it. Yeah, yeah well done <laughs> yeah. and you just don't say anything you don't say i've done it and you don't say it's from pre-made it's the best bit to do but you just like drop it just from about five centimeters mm. yeah just to give it a bit of a yeah nice i'll feel. notice that yeah um so what do you reckon do you reckon katie needs to call up the sacred art and let them know about the victoria i think sponge? they might have moved on from it but i think yeah. she should definitely make her sister do something as penance yeah i think yeah, so i think sure. she should make a make a victoria sponge, sponge a proper yeah. one yeah, yeah. and no then packets. it'll be judged for what it is yeah yeah um, sending loads of love to you both but especially angela who was my brother once in a play about the ghost of saint hilda mm. what now that i don't remember so you played a gentleman. Well, I always had a deep voice, so I always played the <laughs> But it was an all-girls school, so oh, someone else okay, played right, the right, Okay, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, and the ghost of St. Hilda. Wow, God, she's Hello. got a good memory, Kate. Great memory, that. Nice to see you, Kate. Lovely yeah, to hear from thank you. Thank you, Katie. Mm. Thank you. Uh, if you do want to email us about the history of Angela's acting career, um, <laughs> dish at waitrose.co.uk is the way to get in touch. It doesn't have to be about food. No, it doesn't. It can be but about that. It can be about... We need someone from your school. What school oh do you go God. to? Oh, my God. I went to Our Ladies Roman Catholic. I know. We both went to Catholic school. Yeah. So was it all boys? No, mixed. Thank do God. you still keep in touch with any of them? No, not really. No, okay. No. Right, should we get her? Let's yeah, get let's get Maggie in. Right, the humming of the oven has mm. begun. It means the podcast beginning. It means the podcast. Yeah. And most importantly, it means our guest is here because the oven is on. Uh, <laughs> a round of applause, please, for the wonderful Maggie Adderin Pokar. <laughs> Hi, Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you so much. How are yeah. you? Oh, fine. I can smell some amazing things. That's it, it does smell really good in here today, especially. I mean, it often does smell good when you're with Ange. Yes. But today, yes. mm, it's a good a lot one. Of spice it is a good one. Yes. It is a good one. And how are you? How is life? Life, manic, yes. but, um, uh, chaotic. Uh -huh. But I think that's the nature of me, really. <laughs> manic and chaotic. <laughs> right, that's you, not, yeah. not life. Yeah, I think it's a combination. Right, okay, yeah, nice combination. I like that straight after this, you're off to Denmark. Yes, yes. Which, that does feel chaotic. Yeah, well, nice <laughs> to To Jean and then Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> Copenhagen? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, I'm going to pronounce it badly, uh, Billund. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Because oh, cool. when I think of Denmark, I think of Copenhagen. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so uh, this is, uh, actually, I haven't never been to Denmark, so I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. you'll have Do, great food. Yeah. Do you, have you been? Loads of times, yeah. Only Copenhagen, mm. but it, it's a great cycling place, Denmark, and they do the most wonderful open sandwiches. Mm. Like, you know, if you're into stuff like that. 
I yeah. personally prefer a lid on a sandwich. Oh, what do about you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like an open sandwich. Yeah, what about you, Maggie? Do you like a lid? Or? Mm, well, see, a lid means more bread. So. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd quite like oh, it. I'll, I'll give, give it a go. go. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. <laughs> um, Maggie, we're going to have a Prosecco Ooh. on the basis that we have heard that you are a big Prosecco fan. Mm. This is true. Um, in fact, a few years ago, when my daughter was at school, there was a sign saying, sort of, cheese and Prosecco. And my daughter went up to a teacher and said, My mum loves Prosecco. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, all right. <laughs> quiet, love, quiet. Mention like that. Uh, so, we are going for this one, which is an award winning Prosecco from Waitrose, of course. <laughs> oh my God, I can't open it. Oh. Be careful. It's nowhere out of our third oh, class. Yeah. Oh. It's now taken <laughs> over. Oh, he's, got, he's got a tea towel as well. Oh, it's... oh. oh there we go. Ooh, well done, yeah, Mark. Well done. We've got movement. Yeah, we, we have lift off. No, yes. There we go. <laughs> hey, there yeah. we go. See, that is a lovely sound. Well <laughs> done, Mark. the anticipation. There you go, Maggie. Lovely, thank you. Get involved. Hey, I know that you're going to have this forever. I feel like being you, Maggie, must be like Thank being you. a hairdresser or being a chef. <laughs> that whenever you're in a social situation, people have to ask you a question about hair, food, or space. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> Do we have any record of anyone drinking alcohol in space? Ooh. Do we know? It's generally oh. frowned upon. Yes, mm. the electronic um, controller yes. ship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why did you crash into Earth? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Party! Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm pretty convinced people have. Right. But I think it's pretty unofficial. It's unofficial. Oh, yes. Okay, all right. Well, cheers to a grounded Prosecco yes. yes. consumption. Ooh, wonderful to cheers. see you. Cheers, Maggie. Cheers, thank cheers. you so much. Thank you for coming to see us. Thanks, I haven't eaten much in anticipation of the oh. meal. And so I'm going to drink this and keel over. No, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, let's talk about your new book because I did say at the start of this podcast before you, you joined us, I was chatting to Angela yeah. and um, please don't take offence in this. This is me thinking I'm stupid. I thought I'd never be able to sit and enjoy a book about physics and, and space and the planets. And I started reading it on Sunday and I loved it. Mm. And I was like, maybe I'm going to be a scientist. Yeah. Like I... <laughs> We got one. We yeah, got one. I know. I just really enjoyed it, and I loved the it's way that you you, you write, and and it felt really inviting for someone mm. like me who doesn't know anything about that. I thought it was a great introduction. It's to a great that approachability, world. Yeah, great isn't approach, it? That's yeah. it. Yeah. Actually, you cannot give me a better compliment. I'm a science communicator. Yeah, and I like to try and get the message across in a sort of a, in a, an accessible way. Yeah. So thank you so much. It really got me. <laughs> it really got me. But that is it. It feels accessible, and you you're right. You sort of feel like I could do this. You know, it's not you know, but it, there's something amazing about how you write it, I think. Yeah. You know? see, I, I think there's an inner scientist in everyone. Mm. Mm. Actually, well, but as a chef, to me, yeah. that's chemistry, that's yeah. science, that's creative. Yeah, things. but I'm rubbish at pastry, honestly. <laughs> you know, And that is the science bit that I'm like, what is going on? Help, no. No, but your brain must work on another level, sorry. It's got to, just no. to understand that and, you know, be... I mean, I was blown away by it. But see, it's funny people think that, but I think your brain must work mm. on another level and your brain must work on another level. Each one of us has... Yeah. A sort of a, a niche, an area which we excel. Yeah. And I, I think when we're lucky, we find the areas that our brain is akin to. Yeah. And if we work in that area, then we can really thrive. Yeah. But, uh, but it's funny because I think it's scientific notation. And science has this aura of sort of a distantness and sort of, yeah, 
know, you have to have the brain the size of a small planet. And I don't think it's true. <laughs> I, I truly believe that there is an inner scientist in everyone. And that if, as scientists, we can explain it properly, then we can get more people involved. Yeah. yeah. I felt that when I was reading it. There were, don't get me wrong, there's a lot where to read yeah. back and be like, <laughs> yeah. right, everyone, shh. <laughs> yeah. read, read, read this bit back again. Yes. But what I loved, I was really fascinated when you talked about the ancient Egyptians mm. and how someone just thought, oh my God, that star's always there yeah. when the Nile's overflowing. Yes. And they worked out the timing of that. I was like, oh my God, yes. blew my tiny mind that, Maggie. <laughs> but I think that's one of the nice things about the stars. Yeah. They actually have an impact on, on us on Earth. Mm. I'm not talking about astrology, but, but um, it's just sort of the seeing the stars and looking at the movement of planets and things like yeah. that can have a sort of bearings on what we do on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. It was fascinating. It really, really was. Can't recommend it enough. You mentioned astrology there. Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Not even thought about that in our our Maggie research. I've just opened the door. Yeah, like really have. Reel them in now. Do you read your stars? Do you ever read your stars? I do, but I don't think I'm... Well, you know where my birthday is, but I'm not a Virgo. I never think I'm a Virgo. If you go by what, what people think, yeah. you know, right. perfectionist, yes. organised, you know, everything a little, that mm. is not me at all. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> is the word astrology ever mentioned in a physics degree at Imperial? Oh. <laughs> uh, no, it isn't. But, uh, but at the same time, um, I... Good to know. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's quite lovely because sometimes people come up and say, hey, hey, aren't you the astrologer? And I think, <laughs> well... <laughs> but I, I don't get upset about it at all uh-huh. because astrology sort of came first. Most of sort of scientific endeavour has been trying to predict the future, what's going to happen. And that's what people were doing with the stars. Mm-hmm. And that's why people started observing them quite so closely. So uh, astronomy sort of came out of astrology. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, it's our heritage. Yeah. So I can't knock it. So talk to us about how it all began for you and how you first fell in love with the stars because you, you talk about that in the book and it's it's like a movie the way you talk about it, how you first fell in love with the stars. Yes. Well, it's funny, I can't remember a time where I wasn't fascinated by space. And for me, it sort of goes way back. And I was born in 1968. And in 1969, the moon landings happened. And so I think that had an important part. I don't remember. Uh, people say I was taking my first wobbly steps as Neil Armstrong Aww. was taking his giant leap. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't remember, but it had an effect. Uh-huh. And then um, that sort of evolved. And I started watching, I don't know if you're familiar, The Clangers. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. see, The Clangers have a special place in yeah. my heart. In fact, because The Clangers were recently rebooted. And when they were rebooted, I was a bit nervous because I thought there might be a digital and high tech. And yeah. I thought, no, I want the little clangers. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, my daughter and I, we went to Altrincham where they make the new clangers. Yeah. And I met the woman who actually knits the clangers. Oh, and amazing. I, I held the soup dragon in my hands and oh. there were tears. Oh. <laughs> and my daughter said, Mom, it's a puppet. No, yeah. no, it's great. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, and so the clangers played an important part. Yeah, sure. And actually, um, as a child, I wanted to go out and uh, sort of uh, go to the moon, just like Neil Armstrong had done, and sort of visit the clangers. And my crazy dream came true because a few years ago, they made an episode of The Clangers and they made a little Maggie doll. Oh. And I got to actually shake hands with The Clangers. It's an episode called The Visitor and it's available yeah. on YouTube. Oh, and wow. And my crazy dream came true. Oh, that's wow. brilliant. But so it turns out The Clangers were a bit of a gateway. Yeah. And suddenly I was watching hardcore science fiction. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Things like Star Trek. Oh, Angela. Yeah, that's a beautiful dish as well. Mm. I know. The word, I don't know if it's just because Maggie's here, but when you lowered that to Jean Pot, it felt like a spaceship. Oh, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> the aliens are amongst us. It did. It's quite clangery. <laughs> the way it came in. Yeah, it does. It does. It's got that shape. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Oh my god. Oh wow. That looks so good, Ange. Thank you. Is it mint on top? Mint on top and pistachios. Yeah. Oh There's wow. There's plenty, Maggie. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, what have we got here, Ange? So we have Martha Collison Spice Lamb and Plum Tagine served with couscous. Oh, delicious. This looks... And now, Maggie, you like a tagine, don't yes. you? Or like a I stew? Do. Yes, I do. Yeah? So that's yes. where we've gone for this today. Yeah. Yes, uh, especially tagine, because it's all the spices are warming. Mm. And, and with the weather closing in and stuff, this just feels perfect. Perfect <laughs> for this, yeah, it really does, yeah. I love, uh, like, a tagine, like a, a fruit with a meat. Well, we've got yes. plums in this, you yeah. see? So it's that lovely plummy with the lamb. And you know, and you just cook it like a stew, and then put the plums in towards mm. the end of the cooking, and they marinate down. And yeah, delicious. I hope. Now, I, I when I've made a tagine before, yeah, go on. I have dried out the meat. What have I done wrong? And I'm like, oh, it's not as yummy as I'd have. Not liked. enough stock, or cook too long. <sighs> cook too long, maybe. Cook too long. How long are we talking to do? This cooked two hours, just under two oh, hours. Okay. Um, this is divine. This Thank is you. really delicious. It actually. is. Yeah, you like, yeah, I like but, it, actually. See, I like I, that sweetness with the plums coming through at the end, yeah. And also, the lamb is so tender. Yeah. Because I try and make my lamb tender. But one thing I mentioned, a bit chaotic, and I'm not very patient as well, so, right. yeah, sort of hour, hour and a half, yeah, that'll yeah. do. That'll do. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Me too. But, but the pistachios as well, sort of sprinkled on top, gives it a crunch. A little bit mm. of crunch there, yeah. Wonderful. And then use a, a, you know, a cut of meat like the shoulder <gasps> or something that's really lends itself to slow cooking and slow braising. So you can really, it's really struggle to overcook it, to be honest. Just a long time <laughs> oh, yes. and it'll be great. And low, quite low. Long and slow, yeah. Long and slow. Yeah. Long. What is your pro tip about doing a tagine at home? Is it stirring it? Is it taking mm. time? Is it ingredients? I think tagine, well, the tagine, the name is after the pot. Mm -hmm. That's why it's called tagine. But it's basically based on a lot of North African, Moroccan type of cooking. And it's the sweet and sour. You know, mm. we were talking about it earlier. Loads of cuisine have the sharpness and then the sweetness. And that's what you get there. You've got that sort of sharpness in a way of the plums and the sweetness. And then you've got that little, you know, the sort of fattiness of the lamb coming mm. through. Do you ever do a tagine at home, Ange? I've never done a tagine at home. Really? No, never. I've made stews, which is basically what a tagine in lots of ways is. But is never. this your first tagine? It's her first tagine. Are you joking? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, no. It's delicious. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. How can it's you delicious. do that? <laughs> it's the first time I've offered First right. one. Wow. I've made a few and they've yeah. never been this good. No. <laughs> if you want to try this recipe, Martha's Spice Lamb and Plum Tagine with couscous, waitrose.com forward slash dish recipes is the way to do it. There's a wine pairing with this, oh, yeah. a red wine, Cote de Rhone, Blaison de Rhone, and this pairs really well with like the fruity element of the tagine. Mm. And also it's a bit herbal as well, so nice with the warm spices yeah, that you're getting lovely. in the, the cinnamon and stuff as well. you get in there. It exactly. is an amazing really combination. Good. I just yeah. had a, a, a slurp. Yeah, <laughs> slurp away. <laughs> yeah, they work well together. Yeah. Really yummy. Also, love a pistachio. Do you? Yeah. Oh, oh. I love a pistachio. <laughs> That's your thing. It's you the love best it. nut. It's also my favourite colour. The best nut? My favourite ice cream. Yeah. So, so lime green or sort of lime? Yeah, like sort of washed out lime green. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, my favourite nut, favourite ice cream. My only ice cream to be Is honest. it? Oh, oh, how can your only ice cream? There's so many yeah. great ice cream yeah. flavours. See, I like sorbets because mm. of the dairy. Oh, yes. yeah, but they're so fruity and uh, I love them. Hey, we should speak about nuts and dairy Yeah, yes. because we got the... The warning email that was yeah. like, beware Brazil nuts. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, talk, talk us through your allergies and <laughs> yeah. how they affect your day-to-day -day eating out life. 
Yes. So the Brazil nuts was there from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I discovered the hard way when my mother offered me a Brazil nut right. and I, I ate it mm. and my throat swelled up. Oh, crikey. And it, it was quite terrifying because you think, okay, it's swelling up, but when will it go down? Yeah. <laughs> but my mum wasn't sure, so she gave me another one. And yes, yes, it was yeah. definitely a Brazil nut. <laughs> <laughs> Not another oh one. Oh, my God, let's I, just check if I you can't Scientific speak. process, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Um, and then did you, like, avoid all nuts then? Uh, or, no, no. no uh, so, I love okay. peanut butter and things right, like that. Okay. And it seems very specific to Brazil. Nuts. Right, okay. And, wow. But they're quite easy to avoid. Yeah. Because they only appear in sort of a, a mince pies and Christmas and things like yeah, that. Yeah, so, sure. uh, is there anything that a Brazil nut is in that you're like, oh, I loved that yeah, and yeah. now it's gone? No, no, no not really. No, they're, they're, I see, think that's the best rare. nut to be allergic to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 if you've yeah. got a choice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go for Brazil yeah. Nuts. They are huge Brazil nuts. Yeah, you're you know. But um, when my daughter was born 13 years ago, for some women, what happens is when you're carrying the fetus, your immune system is suppressed, so you don't attack the fetus. But then after the fetus is born, well, when the baby's born, um, so your immune system is meant to go back to normal, but sometimes it just picks random allergies. And mine picked dairy. <gasps> <laughs> oh, not dairy. But dairy in all forms. So oh, wow. ghee, sort of the, the protein, the carbohydrates, all forms of dairy. Wow. And that's a little harder to that's avoid. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. Wow, that's yeah. so interesting. I never knew that happened. No, I never knew Not too many is quite rare. Right. It's quite rare. But I have met other women who have oh, random allergies. Like plastic shoes. What? What? <laughs> yeah. Actually, maybe it's just plastic rather than just yeah. the shoes. Just plastic right? shoes, yeah. Specifically. That's, quite, that's very specific. <laughs> yeah. So then how does that affect family life and dinner time at your yeah. house? So I've learned to adapt. And fortunately, my allergy isn't sensitive enough that if... So I can make sort of a cheese on toast for my daughter. But every soft... I remember when she was young, she used to have a sort of a, a milk bottle and it's like a sippy cup and I remember going to give a talk at a school and sort of undoing the lid and sort of topping it up and then getting it on my hand and rubbing my eye my yeah. eyes oh, ballooned no. and it's like, yeah. it's like, oh, sort of no. like, like Quasimodo hello kids <laughs> 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 Do you ever like to go and look at the stars, Ange? I love looking at the stars. Mm. It's that favourite moment on holiday because it's mm, hot. Yeah. It's still hot at night and you all lie out there and you just look up at the sky. Yeah, it is. Mm. My brother, we went out to see him in the States and he lives out by the sea. And bizarrely, he puts in a tent. That's another story. But anyway. <laughs> um, but actually, one of the great things is Neil and I would just, before we w- we'd go to bed, we'd just lie by the pool and just look up at the stars. Mm. You know, and, and, it, and I think I find it very therapeutic. Yeah. It's very relaxing. Really you know? something calming and also yeah. something like really life-affirming and romantic about it. Yeah, and yes. also it's, yes. it makes you sort... Because you do think, are there other planets? We all think it's just us, but yes. there's got to be other people out there. Mm. There's got to be other planets. There's got to be other universes that have what we're having. Yes. You know, one um, would hope. Yeah, well, it's funny because I get asked that, you know... Um, I'm sure. You know, are the aliens out there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say yes. Yeah. Almost definitely. Mm. Uh, because... Um, there's a lot here as well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but anyway, go on. If you look at our, our galaxy, mm. we live in a galaxy called the Milky Way. Yeah. And the Milky Way, if you asked me 10 years ago, I would say the Milky Way contains 200 billion galaxies. Yeah. But then we sent a space probe up called Gaia and it was doing a survey of the stars, a billion stars in our galaxy, and we realised we were 50% out. There's actually 300 billion stars in our galaxy. You but, can't equate it, can but you? Yeah. each one of those stars is a sun like our sun. Yeah. And now, in the last sort of 10 years or so, we've been detecting what we call exoplanets. Mm. So we're actually able to detect the planets going around those stars. Wow. 
it's really hard because planets don't give out light. They only reflect light from their local star. Right. And because even our closest star is 40 trillion kilometres away, I've gone from billions into trillions now. <laughs> Just another three zeros yeah, on top. Yeah, don't worry about that. We can't actually see the planet or we need really big telescopes to see the planet. Mm. So, but we are detecting these exoplanets. We detect about 5,000. And the more we look, the more we see. So it seems that most stars out there have planets going around it. And so that 300 billion stars in our galaxy, let's say just on average two planets going around each one of those stars, in the whole of the universe, 200 billion galaxies, I think we'd be conceited to think we're the only one. Yeah, so of course. Be, it's just sort of, yeah. we, we always do that, you know, Earth is the centre of the, yeah, of the universe. Yeah, yes, yeah. everything in my world's around us. And then, oh no, it's the sun. Oh no. Yeah. And the more we look, the more insignificant we realise we are. Yeah. yeah, which I find relaxing. Yeah. Uh, like yes. some people freak out about that, but I'm like... I'd, I'd love aliens. Yeah. Oh, me too. Like, and, well, I think so. No, I'd be well up for it. <laughs> That's often a question I ask. Um, um, if we had a news report, you know, we are hearing, you know, we've got the latest. <gasps> yeah, aliens yeah. have landed. The aliens are here. Uh. A, um, who would freak out and who would be excited? And I'd put both hands up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 me, yeah. For anyone who's listening to this who thinks, wow, I really need to mm. have a nosy at those stars, pay yeah. attention. What are your top tips for stargazing, say in the UK, where do you think mm. is yes. the best best place? So there are actually places which are designated dark sky areas, places like sort of Dartmoor mm. and sort of yes, just large expanses of land where the cities and the towns are sort yeah, of a long way away. I suppose, yes, yeah. if you look up for dark sky sort of status, and it's actually an official status that oh, people get. Status? Yes. Oh wow! Yes, and they're, they're all over the country. Also, um, if people are interested, you can just go out and look. Well, I lie on my daughter's trampoline and just sort of look up. Usually, glass of Prosecco. Yeah. Slightly <laughs> dangerous on the back. <laughs> but yes, and just sort of look up. And even, because like when I was in London, you yeah. can go to a window and look out. Mm. So I, hopefully it's accessible to most people. You just need the clear night. Mm. Do you go do it in Scotland, don't you? Well, no, we um, oh, no. we were up in Scotland, right right, sort of up near the highlands, near Torrendon. And, they, and as we were driving massive skies and then everyone was saying there's the space station oh because that's up in scotland isn't it yeah am i oh, right in thinking oh, that oh so we're building a spaceport in scotland ah oh, that's is, where it was yeah. yes which is oh. incredibly exciting because in the uk we do lots of space science yeah and we bat well above our, our population let's put it that way right okay. but the uk is very odd because it's the only country to have launched one satellite into space on its own rocket yeah. so it did it once and it sort of gave up yeah. And this was sort of back in the sort of 1960s, 1970s. But now we want to do that again because there's so many space scientists in the UK beaving away, making sort of uh, these amazing small satellites yeah. that can do so much in space. We want to launch them from British soil. Oh, right. So um, Scotland's an, uh, one place we're looking at doing it and Cornwall is another. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> and it's funny, these places often coincide with really yeah. clear skies. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Sort of funny that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yes, and so the, the, this is an opportunity for the future. I want to talk to you about yeah. food in space. Yeah. Ooh, yes, yes. You know the movie The Martian with Matt Damon? Yes. Where he gets stuck and he grows food and <laughs> on potatoes. The, grows potatoes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> from his very own manure. Yes, um, emissions. Yeah. Do we think that could be a possibility? Do you think we yeah. could grow food on other planets? I'd say yes. Yeah? In fact, an experiment was done quite recently. Pines, they got a warehouse in, I can't remember where in America, and what they did is they filled it with 
what is the equivalent to the sort of, I won't say soil, but the sort of things you'd find on Mars. Right. So what they call uh, the Martian regolith. Yeah. And so Mars is you know, a red planet, so it has, it's quite rusty, it's got iron oxide in it. So they sort of got all this, you know, put it in a warehouse, added other elements to it, not, not Matt Damon's poo, but mm. other things, and they were able to grow tomatoes. And they actually made space ketchup. I so wanted to get a bottle. Did you not go on? I know. Oh, I know. I'm, still, I'm still working on it. But... Heinz, come on, deliver on that. Come on, if Maggie's there. not got one, yeah. who the hell's got one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so they actually sort of uh, created conditions as they would be on Mars wow. and grew these plants. And they say the ketchup tastes just as good as sort of a Earth ketchup. Wow. And so I think if you went to Mars tomorrow, it will take actually about eight months to get there, but yeah. you could actually, yeah, mix things into the soil and actually sort of make sort of the right nutrients. Now, also, Mars has virtually no atmosphere. So everything would have to be in a biodome. Because Mars is further away from the sun, you'd need more light so the plants can photosynthesise. But apart from that, yes, I'm pretty convinced. Wow. You could grow, you know. And would you go and do a, a space trip, Maggie? Yeah, it's my, my life's mission yeah. <laughs> to get out there. In fact, could, should we all go to Mars? Because we're going to live nice. You so could go. It's quite a big allotment trip, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm just going to the allotment eight months later. Yeah. 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 I've got, I'm there. Yeah, they're off by the time I've you get back. I've just got the artichokes. So I'll be back in eight months. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you come back. We bring tomatoes back to Angela and she's like, they're actually out of season. <laughs> so. Yeah. so, sorry. So how, how near are you getting to space? Come on, they, mm. have, they must have. Yeah. No. <laughs> or you're not allowed to say. <laughs> well, um, one of the reasons I started sort of doing sort of TV and things like yeah. that is to raise my profile and yeah. increase the probability of me getting into space. <laughs> and, uh, Respect. Yeah, I, I, well, I know it, it's yeah. just been a mad passion. Yeah, uh, and it's quite interesting because um, I, I mentioned my love of Star Trek. Mm. Well, uh, William Shatner uh, went up, the Canadian actor. He went up into space uh, a few years ago, and he was ninety. So yeah. I've, I've got. Yeah, I am looking for opportunities. Oh my god, uh, if you are uh listening to this yeah. podcast and you're thinking we'd love <laughs> to send someone to space, <laughs> Maggie said, Would you go and I think I would because a lot actually. of people would be terrified of I it. I would go with someone like Maggie. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. then you've got someone who you know you trust. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, you know. Not with me. Well, yeah, with all the respect and love in the world. <laughs> you know as much as me. So I need we need yeah, someone we who knows need someone more than both of us. It's like teamwork. Yeah. We each bring different things to yeah. the table. Yes. So, you know, so we could There's... transform cooking in space. We could. Can you <laughs> imagine? That would be... So there's a lot of lyrics mm. about stars and about space and spacemen. Yes. We just wanted to see, Maggie, as you are here, do these make sense or is it just poetic license? So we begin with David Bowie. There's mm. a star man waiting in the sky. Is uh, there? <laughs> uh, I think you say there are a few star men yes. and women waiting in the sky because they're the astronauts. The astronauts. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, David. So, yes, well, right from Yuri Gagarin since then, we've yeah. had a number. We there. have. Yeah. Here we go. Um, Oasis famously sung of a champagne supernova in the sky. Yes. Does that make sense? Because surely it could only be in the sky. It, the yes. obvious guys. Yeah, so a, a supernova is when a star explodes uh -huh. and it is the brightest thing in the universe. And so I think a champagne supernova, it's sort of the colours, it's of emerging could be mm. it's quite evocative so I can imagine that but yeah it does need to be out there you can fit 1.3 million earths into your local star the sun so yeah it would definitely have to be out there 1.3 million earths yeah the sun's big the sun's it so is big, big. <laughs> how old's the sun 25 
billion years old? Uh, no, um, our sun oh. is about four and a half billion years. Four and okay. a half billion years And it's old. about halfway through its life cycle. So suns or stars, they're, they're born, they live, they die. A, a supernova is when a big star dies and it sort of spews out right. matter into the universe. Um, our sun is just going to get sort of a bit fat and middle-aged. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, what mean? And it's Tommy, well, it's, <laughs> it will sort of just actually get bigger and bigger and bigger and it will sort of gobble up Mercury, gobble up Venus, gobble up Earth eventually. Oh. Uh, so yeah, again, no panics, four billion years, we've got time. Oh, we've got time. <laughs> yes. And, and then what happens once it's gobbled everyone up? What replaces um, so it? So it will just stay there as a sort of a, a, what we call a red giant, so just this huge wow. nebulous. <laughs> and then do you get another Mars or another Earth and stuff then? Well, see, when stars go supernova, they do spew out right. all, the, all the elements that have been forged inside the star. And then from those elements, new stars are formed. And so you, me, everything else in this room, we're all stardust. Yeah. Because of the elements in our bodies were made in, actually, maybe not even just one or two stars, but maybe three or four stars. So we really are, you know, the elements of the stars. Wow. <laughs> That's why we're all so special. Yes. <laughs> wow. Uh, Aretha Franklin once sang, there's a star for everyone. Is there? <laughs> yes, and more so. And more. Yes, yeah. because um, population of planet Earth, about seven and a half billion, uh -huh. 300 billion stars in our galaxy and then 200 billion galaxies yeah we've got more we've, we've got, got more, more than, than enough, enough. I know. <laughs> don't worry well covered yeah uh, Paris Hilton I guess the Aretha Franklin of our time um, <laughs> said said stars are blind remember that song yeah. it was it was rubbish but it's actually when you listen <laughs> back to it it's, it's actually quite good now <laughs> quite like it yeah. yeah I'm gonna have to look it up now yeah. well see stars are blind stars are blind well see mm. Blind implies sight yes. yeah. and looking. Yes. Could stars be sentient? Could they sense us? Mm. I don't know. Oh. We see stars as sort of you know, inanimate objects. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? Paris yeah. Hilton might know. I know. <laughs> Maybe she does. <laughs> she knows. She's got the, <laughs> that star's the inside looking at me. Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at me. <laughs> Wait, and he's looking funny. Yes. I don't know why she's got that accent. <laughs> <laughs> she's from Yorkshire. Yeah. <laughs> Heritage, heritage. <laughs> heritage. Uh, well, Maggie, thank you so yes, much for coming brilliant. to see us. That was so much Amazing. fun. We seriously need Maggie's number. Definitely. We do. More Maggie in our lives. Um, can we have a round of applause, please, for Maggie Adderin Pokar? <laughs> thank you, Maggie. And Maggie's book, The Art of Stargazing, uh, you can get right now. Yeah, brilliant. So make sure you do. I loved it. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. Join us on Dish next week. It's me and you, Ange. It's a cheese and wine special with Helen McGinn. Mm. That is really good. I need that. And it's a, in its traditional truckle. Do you know what a truckle is? Don't look at your notes. A truckle? Yeah. Is that like the case it comes in? Yeah. Like the, the, wax, wax. the, the netty wax? Yeah, very good. Look at you, smart ass. Bought cheese before, Ange. Details of all the delicious meals I've cooked on Dish can be found at waitrose.com slash dishrecipes. All the links are in our show notes. We love reading your reviews, don't we, Ange? Ange? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Please keep them coming. And, you know, the bigger the better. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening today. Don't be a stranger. You can email us now. Angela is on hand, as am I, if you want, to answer any questions. Dish at waitrose.co.uk. Dish is an SE Creative Studio production. Waitrose. Food to feel good about.